are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on? It's Mike Stevenson, and thank you for listening to Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Call the show, 615-499-6690. We're going to talk about this uh, Astros cheating scandal that just won't go away. Already got an injury to the Cardinals rotation. But hey, guys, everything is okay. I promise. That was what Mo wants you to think, by the way. And then, of course, we are just days away from live baseball. Cardinals in the Mets in the first spring training game for both teams. Uh, get underway this upcoming Saturday, 12.05 p.m. But no time to talk about that yet. Not just yet. We're getting close. But not just yet. So, uh, first things first, what in the world were the Astros thinking with that uh, dumb non-apology apology? You know, they were too busy, especially um, Carlos Correa. Oh, my gosh. The other guy's name is complete Bregman, Alex Bregman. Running off at the mouth. All this stuff, and now, now, uh, I don't want to talk about that. And I love Justin Verlander, but now he's he's taking the Mark McGuire approach. And hey, guys, we're not here to talk about the past. I mean, it just blows my mind. Carlos Correa is going to be one of the most hit players in the league this next year and rightfully show rightfully so you know they don't need to be thrown at his head but you know a few plunks to the ribs he might get hit so much that he is no longer going to be considered a an actual everyday player he'll be riding the bench so much because they're just going to try to protect him I mean it, it was just the dumbest thing in the world and then Manfred's coming out and trying to defend his punishment of these guys? Basically saying, hey, they didn't get the memo that cheating is wrong. Oh, my gosh. So dumb. So, so dumb. Everything about that is got to be maybe... It's infuriating. Infuriating to the point that it almost affects whether or not you can enjoy the game. And I don't know that I ever thought I'd say that about anything. But that's that's the absolute case. It's, you know, how many teams are doing it? The Cardinals doing it? You know, you, the, they're hitting coach Jeff Alberts. He was with the team in 2018, the Astros. Are you telling me he didn't know what was going on? And for the people who say that, for the people who say they didn't know what was going on, that means one of two things. Either one, you're a liar, which is bad. Or two, you were so stupid, you didn't realize what was happening. Come on. Nobody, and I do mean nobody, is that stupid. Nobody. You know, they, they really want to put this behind them. And Dusty Baker, the new manager, I think he summed it up pretty well when he realized that this probably isn't going away 
as fast as they would like it to go. I think he realizes that. I think he realizes there's probably going to be some brawls. I think he realizes that there's probably going to be some players who get hit. And uh, he may not come out and say this because he's the manager of the team. But I think he would probably agree that it's all deserved. You know, you can't complain about these guys throwing at you if you're stealing signs the way they were doing it. And the arrogance of Bregman and the rest of those guys, come on. Come on. (sighs) Anyway, uh, before we move on to some uh, Cardinals-related stuff, what about this uh, new possible playoff format? from um, Manfred, which is is very much like the uh, NFL format. This dude needs to quit messing with the game because he's making it worse. I mean, most football games are longer than than baseball games anyway. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. If you really want to increase the action on the field, if you really want to cut down on the strikeouts, ban extreme shifting. Doesn't mean you have to ban all forms of shifting. I think uh, the shortstop, the outfielders, second baseman, those guys, third baseman, first baseman, who, you know, there is room to maneuver. But when your third baseman is basically playing on the right side, the right field side a second. That's a little bit of a problem. It's causing these guys to swing for more power, which means more strikeouts. And then you got guys who have no business trying to be a power hitter. Trying, you know, trying to do that. That's just my two cents. What do you think about the new playoff structure? It's pretty radical stuff. And, you know, it probably would mean more money for the league, which, let's be honest, that's what they're really worried about. It would mean more teams, but it would also mean, and I don't know how I feel about this, it would also mean that a lot of teams, in theory, would do more to put together a competitive team because now there's more ways to get into the playoffs. Now, conversely, I also think that, you know, me, now granted, Nobody's going to do this, and I think I'm the only person who even likes the idea. I've said it on the show before, too. I would contract the league and the playoff format to where only the division winners get in. That puts a premium on winning the division. It puts a premium, a premium on building your team and your farm, on making the right signings. And then the two number one seeds in each league would go on and get a buy to the league championship series. The other two teams would duke it out in the division series, and then it would go from there. League Championship Series onto the World Series. No one's going to do that, though. And in a sense, it's kind of what Manfred is doing now with um, his, his new formats, just adding a lot more teams in. And team contraction is going to happen either. I, I think they said something about maybe two more teams in the next four to five years. And then we got the DH coming to the National League pretty soon, too. So, what do you think? 615-499-6690. That's what we want to hear from. Okay, so, 
Let's talk about Paul Goldschmidt just for a second. All right. If you're like me, you play a lot of fantasy baseball. I usually have something like four teams. One team is with my wife, and she always picks Paul Goldschmidt because she knows that's who I want. I always love, I mean, even before he was a Cardinal, I was picking Paul Goldschmidt as my first baseman. So today on the Fantasy Minute, brought to you by League Commission, we're talking about Paul Goldschmidt. So Goldschmidt hit more than 30 home runs for his third straight season, and it's also the fifth time he's done that since arriving in the majors in 2011. But if you take a look beneath the surface, it would look like a little bit of the juice has gone out of Goldschmidt's bat. His 25 doubles, 260 batting average, his 303 BABIP, all worst marks since his uh, first season in the league. And some of his trademark line drives, he's traded those in for some of the lofty fly balls. Remember what we were just talking about with the shifting. Um, And that Cardinals lineup, though, still produced 97 each of runs scored and RBIs. Now, he is on the wrong side of 30. And it's not surprising at all to see that he might be losing some bat speed and then trying to make up for that by uh, upping or selling out on his power stroke. But if you're going to worry about anything about Goldschmidt at all, it's that his power production didn't stand out among first basemen. His ISO was 216 and his slugging percentage was 476. Those ranked 15th and 13th out of 20 qualified players at the position respectively. But Goldschmidt's played discipline and consistent health. He's done like, what, 155 games played annually since 2015? He's going to be able to achieve the counting stats to, again, be among the best fantasy first baseman in the league. So going with Goldschmidt, you can't, you can't go wrong with that. It's going to be some good stuff. Hey, you know what? What are you doing for the game? It's a universal question. Whether you're the casual follower the tweets everything, the beginner, the diehard, the stat nerd, the smack talker, the appetizer guy, the couldn't care less, or the makes everything into a competition person, we all have our place in the sports world. The same personalities apply to fantasy sports, and League Commish exists to ensure your fantasy sports experience is the best one for you. We match managers to leagues as we lay the foundation for your new league. It's as easy as sign up with your preferences, get matched, and approve of that match before any commitment on your end. Sign up with League Commission by February 29th and receive 15% off by entering in the code LOCKEDON in the referred by section of the sign-up form. The first 25 people to sign up by using our code receive the first match free. What are you doing for the game? Find your next fantasy sports league at leaguecommish.com. Welcome back to Lockdown Cardinals, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Moose with you, and, uh, you know, it wouldn't be the Cardinals if we didn't have some kind of uh, bad news, right? So the rotation already hitting a little bit of a snag. Miles Michaelis suffering a setback in spring training. And apparently it's not anything crazy, uh, but he wasn't throwing his uh, bullpen uh, yesterday, on a, or excuse me, Saturday on a little bit of a slower program. Mike Schilt said he had an issue with his flexor tendon in his right forearm, and it's quote, and quote, it's possible 
You might be delayed in spring games. That was from Ann Rogers on Twitter at Ann underscore Rogers. Um, really, it seems like a whole lot of like a big giant nothing burger right now. But it's still not good news less than a week into the start of workouts. So, and apparently, you know, Michaelis was not as sharp last year as he was in 2018. Derek Gold tweets, Michaelis had soreness at times last season at the end of the playoffs, had PRP injection, and was prescribed rest. He threw a bullpen, now has a familiar soreness along the flexor, is likely heading for an MRI for greater clarity. And that was from Derek Gold and D Gold, D-G-O-O-L-D. So, Michaelis had a down year last year. 2018, really, really good. And this, now you see this is why they signed a guy like KK. To come in and step into that role, uh, just in case. And if Michaelis continues to be a little bit more subdued, doesn't make his spring starts, things of that nature, you're going to see Carlos Martinez back in the rotation, which is where he wants to be. And while I think he is much better as a closer and in a bullpen, you can't deny, even me, can't deny the talent that he has, and he would make a great piece in the rotation until someone better came along. So right now, you're looking at Jack Flaherty, Dakota Hudson as your uh, number two. I'd say Carlos Martinez as your uh, number three, KK as your number four, and then Wayno as your number five. It's things currently stand. Uh, Michaelis would likely be your number two or number three, if healthy, at least in my opinion. So the Cardinals uh, still, uh, they signed Brad Miller, by the way, utility uh, infielder guy, really, really good with the Phillies. And uh, last few teams he's played on. Forgot to mention that. You know, I've been gone for a couple of weeks. What are you going to do? A lot of speculation that that has revived some trade interest in a one Nolan Arenado. Somebody tweeted out, um, does this mean Colton Wong might be on the move? Because Wong's name was one that was kind of thrown out there. But ultimately, everyone's like, no, stop that. They're not going to give up Colton Wong. And I don't blame him. Colton Wong is a gold glove second baseman. And I doubt very, very much that that dude is going anywhere. As far as Nolan Arenado and those rumors go, uh, I don't want to say it's dead in the water yet, but if I had to take a guess at how negotiations were going for Arenado, or for the Rockies and the Cardinals over Arenado, I'd have to say the the Cardinals are standing pat. You know, they've made the best offer they can make, according to the rumors, and uh, they've said this is what we want in return, you know, We'll take Arenado, and we'll give you this prospect package, but you're going to need some salary, and the Rockies aren't moving from that. So we'll see exactly how it goes. I still think that the trade of Mookie Betts to the Dodgers has got to make this a little more real for the Rockies. The Rock, I know I know. Jeff Bidders came out and said that they were going to win 94 games. No, they're not. They're not beating the Dodgers. That's not going to happen. They need to start building and replenishing that talent base right now. And trading Nolan Arenado would be the way to do it. Now, is he going to go to the Cardinals? I don't know. Somehow, I doubt it. I just and it, I don't and that's not on Mo, and that's not on Dewitt. You can't blame them for this. You know they they stand pat on their on where they are as a business and on their payroll. And far be it for me from defending them, but you know it, it's only fair to ask. Like, listen, 
you know, we're taking this guy. It's $35 million. We need you to take a, a Fowler. We need you to take a Carpenter. You know, that's, that's what's fair. You know, when you're asking for these kind of prospects, you got to do something like that. So uh, this isn't on the Cardinals. I'd say it's on the Rockies, completely on the Rockies. And I would say that um, he, pr- I think he'll be traded by the deadline. Might he be wearing the birds on the bat? We'll have to wait and see. All right, this has been Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We will see you tomorrow. Until then, you have a fantastic rest of your Monday. We'll see you soon.